Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. On today's show, we have Brian Brandis of Sacco Products. Man, he's got an interesting job. Guy's in charge of marketing and product development. Ooh, he's just like thinking up, cooking up schemes. That's right. He's cooking up his schemes for 20, 30 years in the game. So Brian Brandis came on the show right out of Sacco Products in Long Island, New York. Good times. Thank you for having us. What a warm welcome we had from Satco. Go to satco.com. Brian Brandis, he does the light thing. He does the right thing, Greg. That's right. And now more than ever, you got to check that website out because it's brand new. When we were there a couple months ago, they were talking about they were going through it. And can you imagine putting a website together for everything they have? <laughs> when we walked that warehouse, oh. stacked to the ceiling, there was hundreds of thousands of different lights. It's not They're not just an LED company. They're a lighting company. Everything lighting Satco has, and it's now proven on their website too. You can check that out. Nice drop downs. It gives you Satco Nouveau fixtures, all their bulbs, everything. Check out satco.com. You know, I would say I would I would I would argue that Satco might be the most comprehensive lighting vendor in the game. I'd say that's a fair argument. I'm not going to argue against that. And guess what? They're going to be in Biloxi, Mississippi, with you and I hanging out, having fun. Um, at the nail convention and the Satco experts, and I would say Satco is an expert on our on legacy product. They're going to be given a presentation, Greg, called yeah. "Legacy: The Future of Legacy Products." Wow, that's an interesting one for the lighting peeps out there. So Satco is going to give us a presentation on the future of legacy products. But for right now, we got Brian Bradness. He's in charge of everything marketing and product development at Satco.com. He does the light thing. He does the right thing. Check him out. Welcome to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast, Brian Brandis. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> here we are at Satco. A long list to get onto this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Finally made it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, the lighting business, tell us a little bit about what you do for Satco, and then we're going to go into a little bit of your history in the lighting business. Sure, is that okay? Sure. Uh, well, my current responsibility, my current title is Senior Vice President of Product Development and Marketing. So today, after nearly 30 years of being here, I kind of oversee all of our product direction, um, working with a team of people in different product categories, but overall product direction to see where we want to take the company, where we want to take our product categories, uh, what we want to expand, and what new product categories we want to go into. And with that comes all of the you know, supplemental requirements to getting a product to market, whether you know, in data, uh, in, in tech support, in educational, uh, all the marketing pieces, all of the educational materials, data sheets, all that kind of falls under my responsibility. That's a big animal. I was going to say like <laughs> product development, but I can see how product developments would sort of feed into marketing. Yeah. Like as you're developing the products, you're kind of thinking about the market, how you're going to send them to market, how you're going to, you know, how you're going to do your catalogs, how you're going to do your, 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 your promotion and all that. I can see how that those two would be extent, well, the marketing would be an extension of the product development. Am I correct on that, by the way? Well, actually marketing would lead it. it look, would lead it. Okay. Yeah, it's the other know, way around. Well, you know, the marketing is our analysis of, of the marketplace mm -hmm. where, where we want, as I said, take, to take the company product-wise, okay. um, and making some you know, sales and marketing decisions, and then actually developing the product to meet the, 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 the demand we want to create or answer a demand that... How do you, how do you, how do you um, acquire that intelligence? Well, you watch your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you watch the Get a Grip on Lenny podcast every week. Yeah, there's, there's good intel out there. You sure. Just, 
open your eyes and ears and you can see, you can learn a lot. Um, you know, what, what it, it could be from us attending trade shows. It could be reading publications. It's whether, whether it's, you know, online or printed material. It's, it's feedback from the field, from our sales managers, mm. our customer service people. Uh, and, you know, there, we have people out doing counter days and training and, you know, you get such valuable information back from the field, mm. uh, when, uh, you know, people are saying, well, you know, I went in to present this to a customer and he's buying X from, from this company and Y from that company and their opportunities for us. And they like to consolidate their purchasing. So, mm. you know, you get that kind of feedback. How, how can we become more important to our customers, um, and developing programs that make sense to them there? Um, and also when I travel overseas, you know, when I'm, when I'm at the factory levels, um, you know, learning, you know, technologies, capabilities, um, you know, going to trade shows there as well. It's just, you know, there's, there's no, there are numerous outlets for getting Intel, uh, to help make those decisions. Now on the, in terms of the product development, are you actually diving into it scientifically and being like, all right, we can get to this point with this technology and we should do this, or are you go more the idea of it? And then you have. The factories, the scientists work on all both. Yeah, you know, get into both. It depends on the product category. You know, mm -hmm. there are things that we choose to develop, and engineer, and create, and develop. You know, the concept and all the all the tooling, certification, and everything that needs to uh, to to fall in line to that product. Um, that cost, that time, that responsibility falls on us. And then you know, then there could be other things in the market where it's readily available. And we have to decide where we source it. We may have certain requirements as far as efficiency, reliability, performance that we may put into an off-the-shelf product and tweak it and change it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, the markets that we sell, whether it's you know, for example, you know, Title Twenty Four CEC certified product in California has certain sets of performance requirements that uh, a regular off-the-shelf product may not have. So we we may put those things into it and enhance it. Uh, but those are tweaks and changes, not ground up construction. And are you are you getting involved in the Nuvo side of Satco and Nuvo? Uh, I actually created Nuvo, so yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> those are two totally different. I mean, even though they're they're together, a decorative fixture is very different than a light bulb. In my totally opinion. different conversation. <laughs> yeah. but you have to be involved in both. Two and sides of the brain. So yeah. I have I have I actually have a question about that that applies to both in terms of product development. Mm -hmm. So you've been in the game thirty years. 30 years with Sacco, but longer than okay, that. Okay, so how long have you been in lighting for? Uh, just about 40. 40? You're not that. <laughs> he keeps getting so he started working when you were six? <laughs> I, I, I actually, uh, my first high school job was a stock boy in a lighting shop. Come on. Wow. That's where I started. Oh, man. Wow. Okay, so you're kicking it. Well, you're kicking it old school. <laughs> that might be the name, kicking it old school. <laughs> so in the past, they would in the lighting business, you develop, uh, like, say, CFLs, okay? And you develop this technology. It would take years to come to market. Like, and, then, and then it would incrementally improve, right, after it came to market. So you go, you know, you have a spiral lamp. You go from T3 to T2, right? Something like that. And people can't even really tell the difference. And you can replace one with the other. It doesn't really matter and whatever, right? And so there's this idea that you're going to take a skew you're going to make it and you're going to put it on the shelf and it's going to be sold for 40 years or 50 years or whatever. And it's in case of a 60 watt light bulb, hundred years. Okay. I'm selling 60 watt light bulbs. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> Party time, bro. <laughs> but I mean, now it's like with every iteration of a light bulb, it changes. Absolutely. Like that's product development is what you're talking about. 
Well, is that, it's, it's product development and marketing because, uh, you know, the, the market is changing and has changed for the last, you know, 10 years or so at such a rate. Faster than anybody anticipated. I think um, I think faster than the cell phone market even. Well, I mean, everybody said that they would apply what's known as you know Moore's law. That you know, there's a Hates's yeah, law. Yeah, there's actually right. a law. It's called Hates's law. Right. So you know, a technology would double its ability every yeah. every you know two years or so. Sure. You know, so then it was you know when LED was in the early days, you know, they were saying you know it, it that was going to be the the law that would apply uh, apply to it, mm -hmm. and it would keep. Uh, you know, improving itself over that time period, but and that's ha that's happened. It's happened faster than that. You know, yeah. we, we've seen it. You know, at a six month pace, that we've been turning generations of product, um, and as as LED has matured and the technology has advanced, and some of the big obstacles with you know shape, size, performance, dimmability, all that have you know kind of settled down. Now it really is a conversation about efficiency or efficacy of the product. Um, and by by making a more efficacious LED package, you're able to use fewer of them to achieve the light output. And what drives that is how to get the cost down. Hates's law states that every decade, and I think this is outdated, but every decade, the cost of per lumen unit of useful light emitted falls by a factor of 10. The amount of light generated per LED package increases by a factor of 20 for a given wavelength or color of light. That's Hates's law. So there you go. Um, there's actually a law about it. Who knows if it's true or not? Um, and then on the, so you have that with the socketed bulbs or the replacement lamps, mm -hmm. right? Then we were just talking to, um, is he the CEO or the president, Bill? Or both? President. He's the president. So we were talking to Bill and it occurred to us that we've actually increased the lifetime of the light source, but we've decreased the life cycle of the fixture. Yes. So you understand what I'm saying there? Yep. How does that affect product development? Is that a good thing for Satco? A good like Bill was sort of benign on. He's like, well, people are just going to replace the fixture instead of replace place the fixture every ten years instead of replacing the bulb every two years or something like that. So it's it's just how the industry is going to work. Do you foresee that, or do you do you foresee a return to modularity, a return to the socket, or some iteration of a socket? Well. That's a big question, <laughs> and I, I have this discussion with with you know with customers and reps constantly, and you know when you're doing you know different jobs out there, and and I would say you know the conversation I had with them five or six years ago, and the conversation I have with them today are, is you know 180 degrees in the other direction, and the conversation five or six years ago, you know was hesitation to put an integrated LED solution into a luminaire into a building, you know unsure of its performance, unsure of its reliability, and what do I do with that product uh, at, you know, when, when something starts failing? You know, when? When. It's not an if, yeah, it's when. a when. Um, not every, you know, these are not forever. So, you know, it's a question of how the industry really wants to look at it. Because, you know, when, when we first got into LED, you know, we, we all looked at it, is this, is this the great opportunity of our industry to be able to change and, and change customers and consumers' perspective of what lighting is and and be able to uh, be more proactive in selling new technologies to them. Mm -hmm. You know, when you talked about the, the replacement lamps or the incandescent or traditional compact fluorescent or linear fluorescent lamps, uh, you know, legacy products as we've referred to them, you know, that was a replacement business. The fixture, the luminaire stayed there. Maybe you serviced it with a ballast. Maybe you went in, relamped it when you had to relamp it. 
and the and the and the business muddled on. You know, you yeah. you know, there wasn't anything that was dynamic or game changing or or were big boost in the business and how you can how you can grow your business or your distribution of any product. So when LED comes along and we get to the point of integrated solutions, you know, that big hesitation, what do I do? You know, part part of that is really just it it, you know, if you view it as an opportunity, the industry looks at it as an opportunity. You know, people are buying new flat panel televisions every five or six years. Mm -hmm. They're buying cell phones every two years. They're buying they're buying new technology. But that's consumer products. Lighting is not really a consumer product, especially in the commercials and industrial space. Yeah, the hard part is because of the quantity of them. You have ten recess cans in here instead of one for And it's not a consumer product. There's no like if that one's out and that one's out and the other ones are working fine. Well, it depends on which market you're talking about. Sure, yes. You know, if you're talking about end user consumers, yeah. You know, these they're what they're putting in uh, especially with connected products and technology and new generations of people are doing they're they're looking and they're used to changing things over. Mm-hmm. They move much more often than they used to. They don't stay in a place, so they're changing it over. On the commercial end of it, um, I have I, I saw that great hesitation, but the price on the product makes that hesitation go away. You mean the redu- reduction, the reduction of the cost right. of yes. the integrated luminaires, whether it be troughers or sure. panels or where the wall packs are today. Um, but you know, we need some standardization so that people can put in, uh, you know, like the industry's got to come together. Then, if we're going to go that way and say this is what a a, flat, a two by four flat panel at twenty seven k this wattage, this is the light it should be, this is the color it should be. So in case someone needs to replace one, they can replace one without replacing forty five. There were attempts to do that. Were there? Uh, the Zagra Consortium. We we had yeah. D Dentiner on. We talked right. to him. Zagra is a failure to launch. I think in some right. ways. Right. I'm saying there, there were there were great attempts. To try yeah. and get you know standardization, modulization. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are conversations now, and I think Zaga was actually involved with it on the modulization of controls. So they actually had a success with that that right. that plug the thing. On, yeah, the port. Yeah, right. So I, you know, we we are looking at that uh, because you know what you'd have to do uh, up to that is, is is carry inventory of all the different manufacturers' controls, whatever the systems that are being used, stock the product, and then set up a production line to open up everything, build the unit, and then, you know, distribute out from there, which, you know, is, 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 a, is a big um, speed bump in the, in the distribution sure. part of it. So getting some standardization of that, we're all for that. We actually, in the early days of our LED integrated uh, products, we actually had a joint venture with a Korean company that uh, is an LED backlight company for flat panels and television. Um, and we introduced, and we had a relationship with them for over 35 years because they used to be a uh, manufacturer of our incandescent products. There actually was a GE joint venture, and then they bought out their interest and, and went into backlighting. So when we first launched into our LED product, we launched and created a brand name called Color One. It's, this is back in 2000. I remember that, yeah. And and you know, so we had we had a great insight into LED, you know, chip manufacturing, packaging drivers and 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 created some great products in in the beginning um the on the lamp side of it uh the the issue was the competitiveness of of korea versus china and products coming into the market and price driving prices down so that that just uh, by market situations kind of changed all that but what we did in the beginning and i actually have a, you know filed patents on these i have modular light engines that we made for our fixtures that were 
kind of a based on and I actually I recall doing this. I used my back then my BlackBerry, not my iPhone, which had a replaceable <laughs> battery. Sure, yeah. Okay, and I opened up the phone and I said, "Here's how the battery goes in. Yeah. It's got contacts. I want the light engine to work the same way." That's a great idea. You know, and so it, you know, we 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 sold it, we developed it, and it was a modular. You know, I I was calling it a brick back then, but it was just the light engine, the light module, mm. and all you needed was a new version of what a socket is. Yeah, yeah, and then sure. the light engine went into it. Um, and we were all, you know, 100% committed, committed to that. Yeah. And we were making products and selling products at that point, you know, back in 2000. Can you show me one of these bricks later on? Do you have one? Um, I don't know if I have it in this building, but I can probably get a picture up. What, was, it the, was it the recess can with a different, like you could no, change they were, the... they were linear modules. Oh, it was linear. Okay. Had, you know, so, you know, you know, it's interesting about that. It's interesting. So, I don't know if you ever studied poetry. Not a real... No. Okay. So, so the best poetry is written in, in, in sonnets and sonnets have very, very clearly defined rules. Okay. And it has to be written in iambic pentameter. It has to have 10 syllables per line. It has to be this many lines and then it ends here. Right. And so if you compare that poetry to modern poetry, there's not even a comparison. Okay. Like the modern poetry is like a joke. It's like free flowing stream of consciousness, mumbo jumbo. Really, that's what it is. Okay. I didn't know we we're getting this deep. But no, but hang on, hang on. So, but here's the <laughs> no, thing: no. It, because the structure was so strict, it forced beauty into it. People had to be extremely creative. Okay. So when you iron out some of the rules of the innovation, like say it has to be an iambic pentameter, and it's not, or it's not poetry, it's not a sonnet. You know the fact that. I, you know, we've the incredible amount of innovation we've seen in the A19 space and the four foot T8 tube simply because everybody knows that it has to be T8, it has to have medium bipin sockets, it's got to be 48 inches long, and it has to have less watts than a fluorescent tube, and it has to emit the same amount of light out. And as so, you once you set out all these rules, massive innovation, all the focus goes to all the all the focus goes to, hang on one second, all the focus goes to the innovation where it's needed. I just bored your battery here for a little bit. We're going to switch it back here. Uh-oh, come on. Let me make sure. Scott, did we lose you? No, we didn't. So there you go. There we are. We're back. So I was charging my, my thing on it. But yeah, so all the we can focus our innovation on where it matters, right? And right now, the problem without Jaga, without some rules, people are all making their own circuit board. They're making everything different sizes. Like you're a brick. There's no sense. If you, if, if we could just agree to the form for the mechanical form factors of this stuff, you could focus your innovation money, research and development money, and all your energy on where it's going to make the biggest difference. Do you not agree with that? I agree with that. And that's what we attempted to do. Right. And, you know, we, you know, so SACO, offers all the solutions mm -hmm. you want the replacement lamps you want you want you want in any iteration any size any possible lamp to replace existing technology or today the business on the led replacement lamps is replacements of previous generations of led lamps mm -hmm. you know and and because they've turned and and you know there's been improvements or more efficiency and, and sure. their utility and rebate dollars that drive a lot of that so you know we we have those solutions um on the on the luminaire side um, we have, you know, integrated solutions. The, the modularity, uh, modular part of it, as much as we also agree, and I'll tell you the reason why we, we were looking in that direction is for self-preservation. You know, when we, we started out, you know, 54 years ago, we were a lamp company. 
How do we how do we come out with products that keep driving a sale of, of something else going back into whatever that socket is? Sure. So you know when we looked at it, we say you know we, we want to be able to get that return customer. We want to own the socket. You want sure. to own the fixture. So you know even though there's standardization of however it, it attaches to the fixture, but usually there's going to be some loyalty to where, whatever was in there originally. So people know, will often order the, the, the skew that's on the bulb that's in there. Right, whatever it is. That's mm -hmm. that's the sure. term when you own the socket. Yeah. They, they see something in there, they're just going to replace it. They're yeah. going to look for the same thing yeah, to yeah, replace yeah. it. So that was our thought process when we were developing a lot of our LED integrated solutions is, is be able to, you know, why we created what I call the brick was, okay, we're going to, you know, nobody else has come out with the standard. Let's try and do it ourselves and start developing uh, a protocol on how that all that would be done. Um, and we did it for as long as we could until the forces of economy come into play and the market starts saying, oh, I got I have to drive this price down. How am I going to drive the price down? Um, you, you, we've seen it with any technology you have, whether it be lamp-based mm -hmm. or luminaire-based, the industry get, you know, tries to get to the bottom as fast as it possibly can. What comes out? All of the peripheral, non-essential costs to make it do what you want it to do as far as having the flexibility built in. You know, when I'm building an LED integrated fixture and just putting an LED module in, mm. I don't need all the wiring, I don't need the sockets, I don't need all the other pieces that go yeah. into it. I'm taking cost out of it. You're also leaving room for design. Like those 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 sockets and wires and bow and all that stuff takes up space of where you can build the fixture. But it's restrictive because yeah. you're you're dealing with traditional shapes and sizes yeah. when you have an integrated solution i'm i'm open to i have to you know obviously manage thermal photometric issues and get sure. all that in there but i can make it whatever i want to make it mm -hmm. uh if it all works in the real world and how we're going to do it and when you're looking at edge lid and all those those are just a whole nother you know that there is no traditional hmm. option for that so if you want those thin low profile sleek fixtures where you're getting broad of light uh then an edge lid panel uh, is really the only you know solution, um, and we'll be introducing soon, and, and you'll see in the marketplaces now the the flip to a backlit panel, which is essentially um, a new generation of a troffer. You know, so it, it took what a backlit, uh, what a flat panel was, mm -hmm. uh, where you had the appearance of a flat lens, yeah, yeah, and they low profile, but you know, everybody learned well. What, I don't need to be that low profile. I don't need all that material in there. I can I can achieve the same thing, put the LED on the back of the panel, direct light it instead of edge light it, um, still get DLCs, still get all my certifications, but they took cost out. Isn't that gonna look yeah. a little spotty? No, it's actually it clean? quite it's quite even. As long as you have enough distance and you're getting, you know, whatever your beam angle out of the packages are and you're getting the spread, I I would say it's it's a very close to an edgelet. An edgelet yeah. is a little bit more uniform. Um, this is slightly different. Um, I would say if you put them side by side and you're studying them very carefully, you'll see it. But if you're doing an install and they're all that, it's very hard to tell. How many SKUs do you guys have? Somewhere north of 15,000. 15,000. Why are you guys still doing catalogs? Market demands it. You know, and I like it. That's right. I see if people that aren't watching, I have four catalogs in front of me, and this uh, Sacco Nuvo one is over 500 pages. With an additional supplement and one coming uh, next month. And then you've got a lamp specification guide. When's the last time you've seen oh, traditional legacy yeah. technology? And, you know, like <laughs> someone new in the industry needs this. That's where and, it all comes from. And 
the date on it is September of 2019. So how often are you doing Go this? suck eggs, buddy. You need to read this if you're listening <laughs> to this show. First, you need to take LS1. Then you need to get the Sacco Nuvo lamp specification guide. I used to pour over these when I started in lighting. Uh, same here. I'd bring it home and I'd read it at night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be looking through this thing and going through it and looking yeah, at okay, the specs. It's very up? helpful, actually. It is. Whenever we start any training. The line that. diagrams. Yeah. The pictures. You got everything. No, line diagrams are a different way to represent something, actually. It, it gets into your mind better with a line diagram. Very, 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 very nice. I mean, in the age of digital, print has a new power, man. Well, we try and service customers at all levels. Yeah, I mean, that's what Sacco's got. You guys have the traditional still going, and now you, you, you're you tra you're transitioning to like a new product, but you're you're doing it incrementally. Like you, there's, it's interesting. I was talking to, when I was talking to Bill, it's the same thing. It's like, there's power in not cutting the cord to those other things right away. We have multiple silos. You know, yes. Product silos. So, you know, we, when we, 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 I guess we're intuitive enough to, to say we're, we're, we're going to maintain our legacy products. In some cases, we added a few things because watching the marketplace and seeing some of the more dominant players that existed here in the marketplace for the last several decades uh, that are maybe publicly owned companies that are driven by a So board. what did you say last night to Bill? Um, what was it? I don't know. Sylvania is light van. Oh, oh. <laughs> Can we do that on here? Yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, do so it. we, we said comment. Uh, okay, let's see if I remember now. Ledvan or Sylvania is Ledvance. Yeah. GE is current. Uh, Phillips is Signify, and Satco is Satco. Satco. <laughs> <laughs> it's still us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting that you guys are. I think it's. I think I think that um, you know this idea of transformational change. I think it's better to transition. I think it's more powerful. You know, I think incremental changes. You know, slowly and not abandoning. So, the word that Bill and Alan use a lot is supporting, supporting those product lines, supporting those those areas still, and just saying, you know, we're not we're not abandoning our customers in those areas. It's an interesting. I think it's I think it's a, an interesting approach. It's actually what Greg and I do as distributors. Mm -hmm. It's like a mirror image of what we do on a smaller scale. We're doing the same thing you guys are doing in in a sense is that not abandoning. If somebody needs to buy light bulbs, we sell them light bulbs. That's right. Well, exactly. I mean, I think support is a good way of of defining it, um, as I say, you know, so those companies, a lot of, you know, shut, shuttered factories, closed them down, got out of divisions that they're no longer in, mm. but the billions of sockets that exist in our marketplace, you know, some of them are not ready to make the transition. Some of them are happy with what they have. They, you know, maybe the cost of energy is not that high where they are and they're, they, or they have, you know, maybe they're resistant to change. But Who knows? For the reason, you know, it's, it's none of your business. It's none of our business. Right? It's it's just not going away overnight. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, we saw you know we saw them as support. We saw it as opportunity to be able to continue to do that. You know, certainly strains our warehouses and space to be able to bring in all the new products and new categories and still have all that inventory. So you know, there's just uh, you, you took a walk walk around. Just our New York facility, you can see how packed we are here, and just—I mean, inventory is a nightmare. We talked about—I yeah. couldn't imagine doing an inventory back there. But do you guys ever worry that you're going to be left holding the hot potato? <laughs> I, I got seven thousand F ninety six D twelve D thirty five in my warehouse. Like you're in trouble with yeah, that skew. But, but I think we, that's the we deal with it all day long. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, on, on the generational changes of the LED lamps, you know, certainly, you know, we, we, we put some systems in place to be able to know 
when a technology is transitioning, know when to start making the changes in the purchasing, maybe offer some promotional things on, on inventory that's going to begin to sunset at some point. So, you know, how we operate has mm -hmm. changed from legacy as far as how we move product through the cycle and keep things going. Um, but, the, you know, the, the decorative side, that, that's fashion. And yes. that changes. And, you know, we don't have a choice. You know, either we, either we change or, or, or we sink. Yeah. You know, so we need to be relevant in that. It's almost yeah. It's almost like a fashion industry in a way. It is. It's it's, it's like an extension of lifestyle fashion or something. It's homes furnishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so it. Yeah, whether yeah. whether you're in a residential space or you know we we focus you know a lot in multifamily and project lighting that we that we do and you know this this crossover there but you know so we we have we have to look at what the trends are in hospitality what the trends in multifamily building is mm -hmm. what are, what are they looking for. In style, price point, um, and then see what else you know they're they're putting into these to these other these facilities that we need to kind of see who's taking the lead. Is plumbing taking the lead, or is door hardware? You look at finishes, you look at designs. Yeah, door hardware is another interesting market. There was a there was a company that used to sell lighting and door hardware in, in Canada. <laughs> it was a uh, I know you, you know about. yeah you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah, the, the the whole a lot of lighting distributors stay out of the design side, the nouveau side of it. But to me, I love that because it, it's it's what people. The price doesn't really matter. It's I like that look. <laughs> it's like okay, that that look is this price, and that's I, it. <laughs> you buy it. I, I will tell you, you know, the message that I've been trying to communicate out to the lighting distributor, you know, end of the market is it's a missed opportunity for yeah. them because you know they may be selling the lamps maybe some of the, the the wiring some of the pipe whatever is going into a project depending on who you are and how you go into the market but you know if you're going in and there and there are decorative elements i've always heard well you know i really don't deal with that um you're better off going down to the showroom down the block they'll help you because maybe they feel more comfortable in talking about it maybe they're more familiar with it uh, so one of our you know initiatives is to you know we're, with our strength of our distribution customers on the lighting side is to is to expose the fact that we have all this yeah. and and work on making everybody feel comfortable understanding what the designs why we have all these different and and where people are using what and uh, and pick up that other business the best thing yeah. we can do is try and you know control the package you know as soon yeah. as you start letting pieces out and then it's going to this guy and that rep is involved the other guys involved you know you want to keep it as tight as possible and that's really and a lot of our philosophy is, you know, when I talk about the silos earlier, it's just that we have all of the categories, you know, whether it be in in, in, in decorative, uh, whether it be in corridor lighting, track lighting, recess down lighting, landscape lighting, step. Um, we can retrofit with, with retrofit kits. We can retrofit with lamps. We have components if you need to repair something that's there. You know, it's th that's where those all, all those things start coming together. And then, you know, the message is very strong that we can come in and and you know for the most part offer you a solution in anything that you need in you know, in building project and this design thing is easy here's what i do so you want to design check it out <laughs> tell me what you want because <laughs> i can't i can't tell you what you're gonna like you're, gonna, you're gonna tell you, me you, you think like. greg eric's gonna go and tell people about the mood of the room <laughs> no i think you're gonna go I'm for sorry. a little country modern check there out. greg yeah what <laughs> but typically, somebody's already specified that for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. some architect, some you know, design firm has said this is what they want, and then it gets put on a plan. But usually, that gets interpreted by somebody else somehow. Value so, engineered, maybe perhaps. You can you can throw a lot of 
words out more there. than that to describe what it is. But you know, what we do is somebody, you know, this is typical part of the business on the decorative side. Here's a plan when you cross it over. Yeah, sure. Crossing it. That's an, and so, you know, we lots have of words for that. We, we, you know, we'll have people will look at the plan. There's distributors that that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's their business model. Yeah. It's just value engineering. Because, you know, when the building's coming in, before the building comes out of the ground, somebody has a vision. They don't mm -hmm. have a budget. Yeah, you know, sure. the, the money yeah. the, and lighting typically is the last thing that's going in. Oh, man. And then they go, well, we don't have enough money for this. You yeah. know, then we need, we need to save X on the project. And that's where the, what's happening. Yeah. And they start doing that. You know, we're, we're, we're capable of doing that. We're also spec on many jobs. So, uh, because we do have a, uh, a good, clean, well-priced, good value brand there because of the way we go to market with it. Hmm. So how often are you, uh, sorry, I keep going back to the catalog, but it's just, how often are you doing these? Uh, well, on the LED lamp and the LED fixture guide, uh, actual printing every six months, um, but updates could be electronically every six to eight weeks. That's how, uh, you know, we, we introduce north of a thousand products a year. Thousand. And Michael SKUs. brought it up yesterday as we were walking. You said somebody's full time job is just keeping this up to date. Catalogs. Multiple people's Multiple full time. Multiple people. We, we have, a, have to. Well, you know, in order to do this, we have, you know, a, a brand manager that oversees all the different materials. We have a graphic department. We do photography, digital uh, marketing department. And a marketing manager. What what holds it all together for you guys? Like you know how you you, you offer big uh, you know these management trends, right? Like um, that uh, some management book will come out and then everyone's got to do that, right? One of them was like focus on your core competency. <laughs> you know, it's like that that was like a thing, like two thousand five to two thousand nine. Everyone had to focus on their core competency. But when you you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do what we do best and outsource the rest. This kind of stuff, right? And uh, you know. You know, with Satco, I, I see that there's there's a deep roots in lighting here, okay, mm -hmm. right? Um, what is it that holds it together for you guys in terms of, you know, that higher level? Put like, what is it that you guys are doing that go? You know what I'm saying? I, I would say what makes it work for us is us. Yeah, you know, uh, it's, people. It, it's it's we're we're really selective about who joins our team. Okay, who who you know who we think is a fit. Who is you know that we always refer to it as the Sacco family. Mm -hmm. uh, Bill's dad and his uncle who founded the company. Um, they 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 had such character mm -hmm. and a, and a moral set and and a way of going about and doing business that you know you talk to any of us um, that filtered down. That's all in us. You know, like I said, for thirty if being here thirty years and. This will give away my age, but I was 29 when I got here. Yeah, sure. And you know, I, I you know, so it was a good age to 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 learn the right thing to do, mm. and that's where the that tag really brought in because our new marketing manager, you know, did a lot of conversations with everybody, kind of just hearing about how they felt about the company, mm. and, and that was what resonated, you know, over and over and over again is that the company have integrity and sell lights. We do the light thing. We do the right. We do the right thing. We do the light. We do right yeah. by our customers we do right by the employees we do we do right by the industry and and the lighting is you know that that's what we sell that's what we do we do it you know when, when we're coming out with product it's quality first mm. it's reliability it's performance yes we need to be competitive you know it's it's always hard to to walk that line mm -hmm. and you know you always hear 
uh, you know, some pushback from the field. You know, well, I got this guy out here. He's 20% less than me. And, I, and then I start the conversation. I got to start asking, okay, let's see the performance. Let's see the certification. Sure. Let's see the materials. Let's, you know, and, and who is it that you're buying from? Mm. You know, and it, this has nothing to do with, you know, with our company, but, you know, there's so much, you know, product being pushed into the market from unknowns. Some of them may be viable and they'll be growing companies that they get there, but others are here today, gone tomorrow. Um, Toronto has a huge problem with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, huge I, problem. I, with it's, that. it's all over, you know, it, it, but it, it's disruptive. We've seen it happen through the industry. Every product, you know, when CFLs and when I remember when electronic ballast came out and when all the, you know, when, when mm -hmm. T8, uh, T8, uh, LED, T LEDs came out, you know, all these people, they, they all come into the market. But there's one, there's now, you know, there's a difference. There's a difference. I mean, these, the, va the, the pace and accelerated change with the rebates, the lighting industry has been shaken like like no other industry no other existing industry has been shaken by technology like lighting cellular phone industry didn't exist that's a new business like mm -hmm. that we're walking around with smartphones that's a new business relatively new uh, other than there's no industry that has seen this level of constant change over the last 15 years like lighting there's nothing like it agreed i'm saying i'm saying as far as who you're dealing with and the oh but that's what it's more important than ever. Let's that's say, what I mean. We have seen it you know, so yeah. all our time here and all of the categories that we would introduce that were new wasn't as as, as dramatic a change as LED, but yes. when you came out with, you know, other 28 watt fluorescent T8s. <laughs> Ooh, come on, man. Now we got the 25 you watt. Out, you came out with, you know, halogen car lamps, <laughs> whatever it sure. was at the time, there was always a disruptor. Yeah, sure. That would come into the marketplace and it would be price and it would then, you know, challenge us to meet a price and you know you know you'd have to you have to stand your ground and say listen no that's just not what we're selling you know mm -hmm. we so the same thing you know applies today with led and when we deal with it on whether it's lamps or luminaires uh there's still a lot of disruption i think it it's it's quieter than it was in the last few years because i think a lot of our customers are tempted you know they try it they get burned they don't do it again mm -hmm. i always point out you know Know who you're buying from. Know if they, you know, how long they've been in business. And one key thing I always ask: Do they have product liability insurance? Yeah, there you are. Yeah, <laughs> so that, you know, I said because that, that's usually the eye opener to anybody. Yeah, because, that's interesting. Because if you're buying from some guy that says, "All right, I'll sell you this T led, you know, I'll sell it to you for dollar fifty, what, what, sure, yeah. whatever number. Okay, yeah, yeah. oh, that's a great price. And yeah, it's got DLC. Where it shows me all that. Yeah, it's got you know, whatever they if they've got it and they put it out there. Sure. Now you take that lamp and it goes into a building. And let's say the lamp is not even at fault, but the building has a fire and the lamp is installed in a, in a, in a luminaire in the building where the fire was. The insurance company is going to you know, subrogate. They're going to go through and start investigating everything that was in there and get every product and then ask you to represent yourself in that situation because your product was involved in it at some point. So normally the first thing you would do is go back to wherever you got it from. I said, you know, I got a problem. And then whoever supplied it, their insurance company would get involved. Mm -hmm. And if they have to hire an attorney and defend you and do all that, you need to represent yourself. Mm -hmm. So now, if whoever you purchased this does not have the proper prior, prior product liability insurance, the next one in line is whoever supplied it, the, mm -hmm. you know, our customer. So there's big risk factors in that. In when, that when, when people get killed, everybody gets sued. Right. Okay, like 
you know, it's yeah. If I'm you're not saying got killed, this fire. No, no, but yeah, no, <laughs> it's gonna go extreme here. No, no, but I mean seriously, like if so, no, if somebody gets hurt by something, yeah, it's a, there's a, a a search for for um uh for liability. Right, but if the product was at fault, that's why they, insurance. Yeah, whoever supplied that, it that goes product back liability. To them. So, and and you guys carry a, a product liability insurance uh, uh, policy on everything that you sell. Absolutely. Okay. I never heard that before. Have you I heard, heard it either? No. No. It's something something we're we're asking people. Well, I, I, like I said, I bring it up because can you can you get a can you get a certificate of insurance for that from? Sure. Huh. Interesting. Sorry, I interrupted you, but I'm just I'm still in my head on that. It, it, I, I bring it up simply because you know it's the comparisons of price versus performance quality and who you're dealing with. Sure, the full package. You're gonna yeah. have everything. And, and, you know, everything. and I said, it, regardless if it's us or anybody that we think is a you know a fair and equal competitor to who we are and what we're selling. Um, so, but it's even if there's no catastrophic issue, say the product you know fails in a year and a half. You know, somebody comes back. That never you know, happens. It's never going to happen. <laughs> but <laughs> hypothetically, if it happens, <laughs> hypothetically, you know, we're gonna we're gonna step up and take sure. care of it. You know, you don't know where you are in a year and a half with somebody you just met. Oh, for before. sure. So for sure, you know, th th those are the struggles with you know with a lot of that mm -hmm. stuff. But um, you know, that's part of the whole the whole package. Brian, thank you for walking walking me us to Long Island here, showing us around yesterday. The conversation last night. Here at the uh, at, at your um, head head offices of Satco yeah. here in Long Island, New York. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, and thank fun. you for joining us on the Get a Grip on Lending podcast. Yeah, that's great, that's yeah, wonderful. Thank, thank you. you, folks. The biggest thanks goes to you, the listener. Always an honor to serve you and have these conversations. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Satco.com, baby. Check out their new website, Greg. Woo! That's right. All fancied up and brand new for 2020. They have light bulbs, decorative lighting, functional lighting, components, support center, drop downs, everything you need, man. They have a ton of product as we talked about and as we saw in person, how much they have. Now they've got to digitalize it online where we need it. It's Billy awesome. Gildan's making moves, man. He's still making moves. Billy, thank you for having us down in Long Island and for Brian for coming on the show and talking about, you know, taking the time to talk with us. It's always a pleasure. And an honor to speak with such, you know, people that have such deep roots in the, the lighting business as a Satco, you know, you know, our other sponsors out there. We really appreciate the time we spend with them. Of course, Satco is going to be at the Nailed Convention in Biloxi, Mississippi. What are you doing, son? Are you, you monking around with light bulbs? Get down to the Nailed Convention. <laughs> April 19th to 23rd, we got an amazing pre-convention program. That's right. Coming on Sunday. Lots of great stuff going on. I got a um, first-round NHL draft pick. Coming to the game. He's going to be there Sunday, Monday. He's going to be putting on a show called uh, Showing Up for Yourself Every Day. Huh, how you do that? Uh, creating a high-performance team. And then we're going to have one-on-one -on -one sessions with him where you can sit down with him for 20 minutes and talk about your business, your life, whatever it is you want. We're going to have an Amazon and social media expert there in the pre-convention Sunday, Monday. And he's going to be giving presentations how to sell lights on social media. Can you do it? Can you not do it? Amazon, marketplaces, and then you can have a 20-minute session with him all in the pre-convention before it even starts, Greggy. That's right. It's going to be awesome. Pre, post, during, do oh, it all. We're doing it all. We're just taking that whole Biloxi week, and we're taking over Biloxi. We're bringing all the peeps in, so come on down. 19th to 23rd, it's going to be the best show in the game. All the shows coming out, I'm going to all of them, so I'm going to tell you right now that this one's going to be the bomb. Go to NAILD.org, folks.
And of course, Brian, thanks for having us on the having us down in Long Island. I think I might have said that already. And Greg, how are you doing today? <laughs> hey, good. Let's start all over again. No, I love right. it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>